listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. God's good. Amen. We're just blessed to see all of you. Blessed to have you. Blessed for you to be here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord just wants to say some things here this morning. We're just going to hang on just a second. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. (laughs) Go ahead, Miss Carol. First of all, you. And then we'll... Hallelujah, if that's going to transpire. Hallelujah. God's going to do something a little different this morning. I could share and do some things, but actually God spoke to somebody else to, to get up and, and to share some things that's going to go ahead and go tie in with what was just the spirit of God wants to come across. You know, tongues and interpretation of tongues and spirit of prophecy uh, tie in together. And when you understand, you know, of course, the Bible talks about it being an interpreter in the house, which happens to be me. Uh, so, uh, Shannon, you want to go ahead and come on up? You don't, may not know who Miss Shannon is, but... Uh, uh, she's a part of our church here. And she's going to share. I'm going to grab a, you got the microphone there. Y'all don't mind the Holy Ghost speaking this morning, do you? Can I share some of the Sure. Yeah. Sure. You want to come on up here? Or you want to stand down there? You can stand down there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Marvel not that I come to you to speak to you. Yes. Go ahead. I have many ways that I desire to speak to you. Do not fear, for I am hovering over you. I am watching over you. See, I do a thing and I show you. You speak something and I am already in the works to bring to pass the desires of your heart. Because you have set yourself aside, which is my desire for you. I even answer before the prayer is on your lips. Do not marvel that I say such a thing to you. There's so much more that I would show you. For you see, the time has come for you to know. That since before the foundations of the earth were laid, I called you forth for this time. Thank you, Lord. I've chosen you for this time. 
You weren't here by chance. I've set you apart for myself. Do not marvel that I tell you these things. Has it not been written? Just like your name is written in the book. For I tell you, I speak to you in many ways. And I sing over you. I, the Lord, am here. I am here in your midst. I wave a banner over you. And my name is the banner. Do not fear, for I am here. My banner waves over you. Open your eyes, and you will see me. Open your ears. Open your ears. You will hear me in the wind that blows through the leaves. I am Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bow your head. Sumparakishti tela ni supongo riesa manande di ishti tumba kela suprantela kushto poko. Ha si sumprontolo loko umbreste. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord comes through many vessels and many avenues. And as we yield ourselves to him and as we allow him to speak into our hearts and speak in to our lives, he brings a newness. He brings a freshness. Because there's nothing old about him. He brings newness and he brings a freshness. Father, I just thank you and praise you. Thank you, Father, for your hand. And thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. And thank you for your banner. We may not understand what that exactly does that mean, but it's a covering. And his banner over us is his love and his grace and his mercy. And there is a banner that he goes before us and he sustains us and he protects us. And he's leading and he's guiding and he's showing and he's bringing forth. Because he's given unto us, hallelujah, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. 
So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for you speaking to our hearts this morning already. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you, Father God. We just love you and praise you and give you honor, give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Of course, while we were worshiping God, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said that Miss Carol was going to give a tongue interpretation, and he said, then you have... Miss Shannon, go ahead and, and share what the Spirit of God is saying there, which is different, but that's okay. God's good. Aren't you glad God knows what he's doing? You know, it's okay. You know, I don't get nervous anymore, ever. I just don't. I've been made a fool of so many times, it ain't no big deal. Yeah, God wants to do what God wants to do. But the Spirit of God wants you to know some things this morning. Amen? He really does. He really does. Lest you understand, the Word of God tells us that God does sing over us. He rejoices over you and I. Amen? And His presence is so sweet in here this morning. So it's, it's awesome. Worship team did a fantastic job. Hey, we want to welcome all of you. Thank God that all of you are here. You see, this is a different church. It is. We are. You never know what's going to happen at our church. We just allow God to be God, and God's a great God, and we love to just meet with Him. Amen? And if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome. Uh, I'm Pastor Mark, and uh, just glad that you're here. And uh, if you are here for the first time, we'd like you to get acquainted with us. We got a connection card right there. It's our uh, card that actually says, hey, you know, we'd like to know who you are so we can uh, welcome you here with us. Uh, most of you, you come in, you want to sneak in and sneak out. You don't want anybody to know who you are. Anytime we ask anybody to raise their hand or fill out anything, they get all nervous. They think they're volunteering for something. And, uh, uh, but uh, that's not the case. We just want to know if we can get connected, if we can be of service. Also, our prayer request cards, so if you'd like to fill that out, that would be a tremendous blessing for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, we're going to worship God this morning with our tithes and our offerings, honoring the Lord. Amen? I think it's a good time to worship God with our giving. Amen? Hallelujah. Just to honor Him. You know, that doesn't do away with the anointing, doesn't do away with His presence. God never gets nervous. He's the one that established this. He told us to bring our tithes and offerings into the store. He told us to come in blessing, to come in speaking well of our seed, to come in declaring, thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, I get the opportunity to give. Thank you, Lord, that your, your, your word, your plan, your purposes are being accomplished in the earth. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's what we're doing. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. If you're uh, doing it by any other, if you're giving cash or check, take an envelope. If you're giving any other way, go ahead and connect on that. Highlight. You can set up, and uh, we have our own little app and all that stuff, so it works out really well. Amen? God is so good. And if you're having struggles with that, you can actually see Greg. He'll figure, fix it out there. Uh, so make it happen. Amen? So you're ready to pray. You're ready to sow seeds given to the Lord. Let's do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Oh, you're such a great God. You're such a mighty God. And Lord, I, I just worship you. I just trust you. I just honor you. Lord, we bring our tithes and offerings and we worship you with our giving. Father, as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. And Lord, we thank you that every need is met. And Father, we have an abundant supply to just send forth, to go forth and to be a tremendous blessing uh, to the body of Christ around the world. So we honor you for it. We thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There you go. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
While they're doing that, usually Leticia walks out here, but we're believing God, praying because her back kind of went out this morning. So we're going to pray and touch the light, touch her. I get to give the announcements. Hey, one of the announcements is this, is that how many of you know that Vacation Bible School is coming up? We've got about 70 kids, I think, coming right now, and it's really cool. So we also have a volunteer. Those of you that signed up, we have volunteers. And if you didn't sign up, you need to sign up, and you need to volunteer to help, if you can, because it's actually during the morning from 9 to 1230 all next week. And uh, uh, we need people to help and to do, because... The way this thing works is uh, uh, we connect you with a group of kids and you, you walk with that kids through this. And so it's going to be a blessing. But anyways, if you did sign up and you can help, we have a meeting this coming Tuesday at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to serve you dinner, bless you, and be a blessing. And you say, well, I can't be here on Tuesday. Well, that's okay. We got another one on Thursday at 6 o'clock and we'll give you dinner there too, okay? So the key is, is that if you signed up and you're a volunteer, please come so that we can get you all connected, let you know what's going to go on. We love to have things organized. How many know that kids like organization? They love knowing which way they're going, what they're doing, and so we want you to, to come and be blessed. Also, next Sunday, uh, we have a guest speaker, uh, and it's, it's Reverend uh, David Beebe. Yeah, some of you may remember Reverend David Beebe. He spoke many, many years ago. Actually, our third anniversary of Harvest Bible Church. We'll be 27 years old this coming October. But our third anniversary, he spoke. And uh, the bad thing about it is he came, and he came at the same time we were doing uh, a, a vacation Bible school kind of thing. And he had to, he had to come in and follow behind Rover Comer. And uh, my son Adam played Rover Comer and did such an amazing job that Sunday morning that it just wiped out the whole service. And David had, so I told him I'd invite him back. It took me 24 years to invite him back. No, he's been here before. He came. But he also, he also spoke in our, when we had our school of ministry, he actually helped me do a lot of things there. So he is, uh, he's an amazing guy. He was the, the national director for the ministerial organization that I'm ordained under. And uh, he's also been a pastor for many, many years. And uh, he's just a great teacher of the word of God and a blessing. And so you'll want to, to be here. He's also pretty funny. Uh, at least he used to be. I don't know. He's getting older, so we don't know. But he used to be. Yeah, I had, I had lunch with him yesterday, so I gave him a hard time. But anyways, um, you know, he's, he's a really dear friend of mine, and he's a blessing. And so, uh, uh, you know, we're having him come and be a blessing. We've got a, you know, we're having one guest speaker all through the summer. We've got another one in August. It's a, a different person you have, haven't heard in a long, long time. So uh, you want to be ready to, to receive that. It's going to be a blessing. So you want to be here next week. Amen. Anything else other than the dismissing the junior high? We'll dismiss the junior high. If I can think of anything else, we'll do this. I got to go down there and get my Bible and stuff. Hallelujah. I tell you, God is so good. Amen. Don't you just love the Holy Spirit? He just loves to set things up. He really does. He loves to set it up. He loves for us to uh, be blessed. And he's so amazing. I really praise God for that. I thank God for all that he's doing and all that he's doing in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. I forgot to get my notes from Wednesday night out of there. See, that's not good. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've come with an expectancy this morning. I think we've already seen God do, and he's doing, and he's sharing with us. He loves us. 
you know, never despise prophecy or tongues and interpretation and uh, never despise when God wants to speak something differently and get you to listen. Sometimes he has to do things and bring things and listen. You know, I, I know a lot of ministers and pastor friends of mine, I should say ministers, but pastor friends of mine, they're always like, well, why do we have guest speakers come in? Why do we, well, I can teach the same thing they teach. I can do the same thing they're doing. And you know, it's true. I can teach the same word. I can teach all the same word. But there's a thing called the anointing. And there's, a, there's an anointing. And God gave us apostles and he gave us prophets and he gave us, you know, um, Evangelists, and he gave us pastors, and he gave us teachers, and so each one has a different anointing, and each person has a different anointing. Each person has their own individual and unique anointing. Did you know that that you have an anointing on your life, that you are unique to you? And uh, I mean, there's what? There's eight billion people on the earth, and none of them have the same fingerprint. You know, and uh, it's amazing. You know how many? You know when it snows and snows and everything. If you grab a snowflake, none of them are alike. Do you know why they're not alike? It's because God can't duplicate. He only creates. You need to write that down. That's a Holy Ghost thing because God can't duplicate. So what do you know? God doesn't want it. He only creates. He always does things fresh and new all the time. He always does things fresh and new. There's no such thing as an old gospel. There's no such thing as an old wind. When the wind doesn't blow, he says, that's an old wind. He said, no, it's a, it's, it's a wind. They've called it a fresh wind. It can be a fresh wind, but it ain't an old wind. Hallelujah. You know, how you know there's no such thing as old electricity? If it's on and you touch it, it's new and fresh. There can be old wiring. There can be, we can all get old, but it's nothing old with God. Amen. It's always fresh. It's always new. And here's the thing. Believe it or not, there's no substitute with him. I love that. When he spoke that into my heart, he said, there's, there's no duplicate. He said, I, I don't duplicate. He said, I create. And that's the amazing thing. About it. I see, I believe when we get to heaven, we're going to be oohing and on forever because that's just God. He just, he can't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't duplicate. He always just creates. He always makes things fresh and anew. And we need to understand about us what the Spirit of God just set us up this morning when he talked about that, that, he, that he's our banner and that he's called us into this place and he's called us for us to be this, that we're here. This is our hour. This is our finest hour because we're going to get to bring back the king. Folks, you need to have an understanding that we're called into the kingdom for such a time as this right now so that we can win the law, so that people's lives can be changed, so that we can bring the healing power of God, the the spirit of God, the presence of God, that what God wants us to do and bring it out into the world and watch a harvest come. Yes, the world's going to get darker and darker. Yes, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be, but glory to God, there's going to be miracles, signs and wonders. Amen. You know, here in Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, I I can quote this, you know, to you, but I I wanted to just read it. Sometimes we need to set our eyes on it, you know. 
And uh, he said this, he's, in verse 16, he said, in the King James Version, he said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to the, everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, it says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. Don't you just like that? Hallelujah. This is accomplished from the start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. You need to understand. We need to understand. Listen, if Christianity is not supernatural, it's nothing. Without the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, without the power of God, we're just a social club. We are. Without this thing touching our lives and we take hold of the word of God, we have, still have a supernatural Jesus. Amen? Who has a supernatural ministry. Amen? Who has created in us or created a supernatural church. Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm saying the word supernatural because I want to just drive it on the inside of you because we've got a supernatural gospel and praise God that we got a supernatural Bible. And you need to understand the Holy Spirit isn't somebody we invite to come. See, I knew that go over real big because we like, welcome Holy Spirit. Well, he is welcome. He's got to be, he's, he's a perfect gentleman. So if he's not welcome, then he won't, he won't manifest. But how many of you know that you carry the Holy Spirit with you everywhere you go? Hallelujah. That you are a conductor of God's power. You are a conductor of who God is to the world. That that power of the Holy Spirit is with you. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That you've got that anointing. You've got an anointing that abides within you that you need not that any man teach you. Amen. You've got that anointing, that anointing, that power, that presence of God. And when you understand that, it changes everything. Because see, we've got this incredible, amazing power in us by the Holy Spirit. Because what did Paul say in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11? He said, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he even dwells in you. Hallelujah. It dwells in you. Amen. Hallelujah. If that same spirit that dwells, he will quicken. He will make alive your mortal body. See, we've been raised up together with Christ. We've been raised up by that spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we need to understand that the word of God, the word of God stands forever. And the spirit of God is what brings that word of God to life. He's our teacher. Amen. See, the word of God's a rock. And the Bible says that, you know, Jesus is the rock, but Jesus is the word. So the word of God's a rock. It's not a bunch of little pebbles. You know, if you got little pebbles around, all you got is Christian opinions. <laughs> See, everybody's trying to build all the little things. And no, the word of God's a rock. It'll, it'll stand. It'll, it'll handle everything that takes place. It'll handle. And here's the thing, too, is the word of God, the gospel is always fresh. God wants us to be fresh and a new Why? Because God's a creator. That's what he does. It's always fresh. It's always something that he does. The gospel goes forth because God wants to change our nation. God wants to change our city. He wants to change our state. God wants, you say, what do you mean change? God wants everyone to be saved. 
The whole thing is, you know, you ask yourself, well, how can we fix this thing? We get people, everybody born again. If we get more people born again, they'll do the right thing. So, oh, we've seen a lot of dumb, well, I know we got a lot of dumb Christians, but that's okay. We just need to get more saved. Okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because God said something. Go with me, if you would, over to uh, Ephesians chapter 1. You're there in Romans. Just jump over to Ephesians chapter 1. Y'all doing okay? Hallelujah. Amen. Because I just want to, I want to share truth with you that there is no substitute for the Spirit of God. There is no substitute for the church. There is no substitute for our relationship with God. There's no substitute to being a Christian. There's no substitute to allowing the Spirit of God to rule and reign in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. And remember, God's not a duplicator. He's a creator. All right? He has to create. He's, he does things new and he does things fresh. Here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And I'm just going to pick this out. This is it's really hard to do here because it's so awesome. In, very, in the King James, it says, What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? In the, in the New Living Translation, it says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us. That you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This same mighty power. Amen. The Amplified Bible says this. It says, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. Amen. God has given unto us, he said, this exceedingly great power. And he, Paul prayed that, that they would get to understand that. We as Christians, that we've not tapped into the power of God in our lives like we should. Hallelujah. Because, see, when Jesus made it back to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit, and on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, the church was born. Hallelujah. I mean, it's time for the church to get born again. It is. You know, Brother Self back here, we're always, he's always says, I'm, I'm just praying for the church to get saved. I want the church to get saved. I said, I know it. So I meet with him weekly and we just pray for the church to get saved. He said, what do you mean by that? For the church to recognize and understand the exceeding greatness of God's power. For them to understand the hope of their calling. Amen. And what is the glory of the riches of the inheritance of the saints? You know, the word of God is so powerful and so wonderful. Luke one thirty seven in the Amplified says this. It says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. And it also goes on to say, and no word of God shall be void of fulfillment. Amen. Which simply means that God's saying, hey, no, this needs to be. It, 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 it is without power. I'm going to read it to you here. For with God nothing is ever impossible. No word of God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. It has to be fulfilled. God spoke some things in the word. And you know, God said some things about you at this time. He said some things about who, what kind of Christians are going to be on the earth at this time. Amen. God said supernatural, powerful uh, people going forth, declaring the truth of God. Miracle signs and wonders going to be happening. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because how many of you know the impossible always happens when God's here? When God's around. And how many know God's here? How many know the presence of the Lord is here to heal? Because every time we gather together, his presence is here. And what does he do? His presence brings that life. So you've got to grab a hold of it. But you can only receive when you receive by faith. The just are going to live by faith. It's by faith. 
Because we see the gospel is the power of God, but it's the power of God and the just that believe it. How do the ones that believe it, they get to walk by faith and receive the benefit of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we need to know that the miraculous power of God comes by the Holy Spirit. And you can't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, I've probably only had that happen that happened this morning a, a couple other times in my ministry life. I've been doing this for 42 years where God says, so-and-so is going to do something and you get so-and-so to do something else. So I was just praying about it, different things, and that's what he said. I said, okay, that sounds good. This is going to be fun. I don't know how it's going to turn out. don't know if they even want to. <laughs> we'll see if they can. You know, it, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if Carol had anything until I looked at her. Then she was like, yeah, I think I do. I said, I think you do too. <laughs> so it was good. And then, I, of course, I, I cheated. I had Pastor Pam ask Shannon. <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous on that one. So, but that was okay. God, God, God's so good. He's good. Amen. <laughs> How many of you know the scripture Numbers twenty three nineteen? I'm going to read it to you out of the NLT. You don't have to turn there. But I want to read it to you because I want you to get this on the inside of you. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? The answer to that question is no. He always carries it through. He always brings it to pass. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen? John 14. This is out of the New King James. Verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he will may, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit's our ever-present help? Aren't you glad? It is. Now, here's what we need to do, church. We got to take the limits off. We got to stop limiting the Holy One of Israel. In Psalm 78, the Bible says that they limited the Holy One of Israel by not remembering the miracles he did in the fields of Zoan, which when he did all the miracles and things he did, it's great to remember the past as long as you're remembering the miracles and the signs and the one, all the times that God brought you through. That God's bringing you through. That God did this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see some things here. Hallelujah. That God is an amazing thing. See, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit, he has no substitute. Amen? Why do I say that? It's because sometimes we want to substitute things. Sometimes we get a little nervous that the Spirit of God starts to move. I love all of you. I used to be one of those guys who was really nervous, okay? Hallelujah. You know? And uh, uh, I used to be one of those persons that was nervous, like, oh, God, don't do something that I, I don't know what to do. He's always trying to do something so that I don't know how to handle it because he wants me to get out of me. Here's the thing about it. What's the Holy Spirit doing on the inside of you? He's taking resonant with you because why? Because he wants to move and move through you to help people that you come in contact with. He wants to touch lives. He wants to do these things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. His desire is to satisfy the deep hunger and the thirst that you have on the inside of you. The Word of God always talks about showers and rivers and rain. It never talks about drips. Some people want sprinkled. They don't want sprinkled, man. We want you to be dunked. 
We, we, want, we want you to get immersed. We want you to get showers. We want you to get into the river. Do you know why people drowned in rivers and things? It's because when they get in, they panic and they fight against it. So you know why people drown in things of God? Because when the rivers of the Holy Spirit's flowing, they try to fight against it and it wipes them out. If, but if they just jump in the river and say, well, I'll let this thing take me. Let's just let me flow a little bit. Let me figure out what I'm doing a little bit here. And then I can navigate this thing. I'll probably find a branch somewhere I can hang on and get out or I'll get down. So you'll always find a way. How to, and then you may even find out, hey, this river's pretty cool. I don't want to get out. This is fun. I want to stay in. Hallelujah. You know, many times, like the scripture says, some people walk out and they only want to get ankle deep because they're good. Some people they even got a little knee deep. Some people got a little waist deep. But, see, but God's saying, hey, listen, it's not no longer can you just be waist deep. You got to get out. You got to just jump in. And you got to flow in the things of God. And you got to understand the things of the Spirit and not be afraid of the Spirit of God. Not be afraid of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not be afraid of tongues. Not be afraid of God moving. Not be afraid of the things God wants because he wants to get you out of you. He wants to get you free from you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, yeah, but I'm just so afraid if I try to give, I'm going to. No, listen, God said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your you know, children, how much more will the Holy Spirit give good things to you, okay? Or how much he's going to do? But before that, it says, you know, if, if you ask, if your son asks you for a, a fish, you're going to give him a serpent. If he asks you for bread, are you going to give him a rock? No. You know, not, I mean, not if you've got any sense or if you're not a mean parent or something. No. I mean, I, the Bible was written way back in the day when people had some sense. So we've, I know we have some issues going on here, okay? I know we have got issues, but hallelujah, it's okay, amen? <laughs> God's desire, amen. See, what, what transpires, when the Holy Spirit came, that changed the, the whole world order. It changed everything. It changed everything around. It tipped the scales in, fa- in favor of us because we can believe. Remember, it's the just that should live by faith. You know? And here's the thing about it. Remember what Jesus said in John's gospel. He always talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, listen, the world can't receive them. So don't get mad at the world. God tipped the scales in our favor so that we could see this, we could receive this, we can take hold of this, so that we can allow the Spirit of God in us to change the circumstances around us. Amen? We look at these things and we say, yeah, I want to, listen, God told us that. I'm telling you, if the church would just get so excited about the presence and the power of God and get joy unspeakable and full of glory, the world will take notice. It will. It will. You know, I mean, God, God gave us supernatural power. And here's the thing about it is God doesn't give it to us and take it away. God gave it to his presence. The Holy Spirit's here to stay and he's in you to stay. Now, you may not use it, you may not yield to it, you may not do the right things, and you can act crazy with him in you. We all know that. We see that. You can even sin with him in you. Amen. I mean, it's truth. Come on. You know you. You, you, you got mad this morning at somebody. You, just, you got dragged here. You got four years here, and you're like, man. Well, we says, guy, we shut up so I can go home. What are we doing? See, I mean, he can do all kinds of things you want to do. But also, why don't we train, channel, channel that and begin to get the power and the presence of God? Because something transpired. Hallelujah. Here's what happened. We need, instead of fighting against the things of the Spirit, let's let the Holy Spirit bring us into alignment. God wants to bring us into alignment. He's got alignment. He wants to bring us into alignment because he wants to bring an assignment. Amen. We've got some things that he wants to do for us.
He does. I'm telling you this. We, you know, it's just what God has here. There's some supernatural things. He, he's got an assignment. And the funny thing about God is, is that he says, I've got an assignment. I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. And guess what? I'm going to walk each step with you. I'm going to get you in sync and in sync with me. And we're going to walk hand in hand together. And we're going to do this thing. And we're going to bring my agenda to pass. Not your agenda, but his agenda. His agenda will cause you to be blessed in it. It'll cause a great thing. It'll be awesome. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen? Amen. And all we got to do is let the Holy Spirit give us a connection. So I said, well, I thought he is in me. But uh, if your head's doing thinking somewhere else and your head and your body are connected up there and your mind and your emotions and everything and you're allowing your flesh and that to take place, then you don't have a connection. Amen. God wants to get us connected. He wants to transform us. And he wants to help us change our world. Amen. We serve a supernatural God. He's an awesome God. He's amazing. He's amazing. And here's the greatest thing about it, about the Holy Spirit and about the Spirit of God is that, let me just share with you. He's actually the author of this book. The Bible says how holy men of old who were anointed by the Holy Ghost wrote he's the one that told him what to write so if you've got the interpreter of the bible in you glory be to god he can bring all things to light the holy ghost can make you a genius he can make you smart you know i mean i share with people all the time you know i've got guys we talk to all the time you know and 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 their lives are a testimony of how smart the holy spirit is not them we know because i talked to them for 10 minutes and i realized how did you get to where you are being as dumb as you are but the holy spirit helped them and then, of course, I look at myself and go, hey, people say, oh, pastor, you know, no, no, I don't, the Holy Spirit, no, I'm just like, that's awesome, you've heard me share that, I'm talking to people, and all of a sudden, man, I need to write that down, that's an awesome thing, <laughs> just like God doesn't duplicate things, he creates things, he's a creator, he doesn't want to duplicate, he doesn't want to copy, glory to God, he wants you to be an original. Hallelujah. He wants you to realize that he made you an original. He told you what to do. Hallelujah. And thank God we know the author. And if we know the author, then we know the truth. He can tell you what he meant by what he wrote. Amen? I mean, we've got the spirit of truth. John 16, 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come? He'll guide you into all truth. He won't speak of himself, but he'll speak of those things that, that the, Jesus shares with him. And he'll show you things to come. Aren't you God? He's showing us things to come. Aren't you God? The Holy Spirit's there. He's stirring up. And he's in If you're born again, you're born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. But it's not just enough to be born again and being born again. You need to be filled. Full, full, full. And you need to continually be filled again and again and again, not just having been. Hallelujah. We need to get full. We need to be overflowing. All these things that God says we need to do. Hallelujah. We need, we need to let the fire of the Holy Ghost. Remember John said this. He said, I baptize you in water, but there's one coming after that's going to baptize you, in the, baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. I think we need to get burned up on some things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. No, it's just taking on. I just turn it. You know, I tell you, I got a, just a fresh wind Wednesday night because the Lord began to deal with me about the Word of God and began to talk about how awesome His Word is. So I just got back into just looking and reading the Bible and looking at things. And then He said, Lady, the Word and the Spirit agree. The Word and the Spirit agree. He says, Listen, tell them not to be ashamed of me. You can't be ashamed of the Spirit of God. Listen. It's the power of the gospel infused with that. We can give knowledge. I've heard people, you know, 
teach on the Word of God and teach great things. And I've learned a lot. But, man, I'm like, wow, there really wasn't any power in that. It was great knowledge, thank God. But, man, if you can tie the Holy Spirit to that, it'd be so much better. Why? Because it's God-breathed. God does it. Because you need to understand God's Word is the voice of God to you. It's God speaking to you. It's God's Word that will transform transform us. It'll change our lives. It'll make the word of God come alive in us. That greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. That God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. That God makes everything. God works out all things to the good to those that are love him and are called of God. Amen. That God does these things. That God's going to go before me like a shield. Favor goes before me. That God's hand is upon me. Amen. That God planned my steps. That God orders my steps. That's what the word of God says. We take hold and it empowers us and it changes us. Hallelujah. Because I want you to get this. The Holy Spirit's not a stranger. He's not a visitor that you invite for a couple hours or so. We don't just, okay, we're going to know. He's here. If you've ever gone into any place and all of a sudden you felt grieved or you felt, ugh, ugh, you just took the Holy Spirit into a place he wasn't welcome. And he's trying to tell you, you shouldn't be welcome there either. Amen? Hallelujah. I mean, we got to grab a hold. Hallelujah. Here's the thing about it. We've missed it in this area. What happens, we're trying to invite the Holy Spirit, and he's saying, no, 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 no. I'm inviting you to come into my presence. God's inviting all of us here to come into his presence. When we gather together, he's saying, I'm going to be here. I told you. So I'm going to invite you to be in my presence. Let my presence touch you. Let my presence engulf you. Let's get together. Let's make a conduit so God can be glorified in this place. Let's be worthy to be in his presence. Amen. Amen. Let's walk worthy of the calling wherewith God has called us, is what Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says. Let's, let's grab a hold of this thing. Let's take hold of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, because where the Holy Spirit finds faith and he finds the word of God, hallelujah, it's his environment. He says, Woo, I'm at home here. Let's do something. Let's touch lives. Let's change this place. Let's let God be God in this place. Amen? Hallelujah. Don't know about you, but I'm preaching me happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You need to understand that the Spirit of God is the atmosphere. The Holy Spirit is the one that was hovering over the earth when God spoke. The Holy Spirit did it. And the Holy Spirit's doing things right now. He's doing what he wants to do. Hallelujah. And he's blowing through with a refreshing, with a refreshing with fresh oil from heaven, fresh anointing, freshness coming in, fresh. It doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how young you are. There's a freshness. There's a freshness. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's always moving. You know, he's always moving and he wants to move. And see, when you move, he moves. Hallelujah. When you move, he moves. Okay, one of the things that we've always wanted him to move so we can follow but he's leading us when, he, when we move to do the things and we step out because God gives We always have to step out in faith. Amen? He's always in action. God wants to do that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> I like him to like this. The Holy Spirit's a divine person and he's, he's, he, he's a him. And in that, but he's also that divine activity. He's always stirring it up. You know, I mean, you know, when you look at the word spirit in the New Testament, it means pneuma. 
which just simply means air breathed in motion. So it just means the Holy Spirit's always moving. He's always doing something. He's always doing. Now, we might not be working with him, but he is the divine operator on the earth. He's the divine activity. He is the divine person that's helping us. And glory to God. Thank God. He is bringing freshness to us every single day of our life if we let him. If we let him. See, so lest you understand, we're a spirit-filled church, as you can tell. (laughs) But... uh, but we're not ashamed of the gospel. We're not ashamed of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, if we've got an ongoing Holy Spirit, we need an ongoing people. <laughs> so, so, Pastor, you just keep challenging me. I am. I'm going to challenge you to the day you die. You either come to this church, you're either going to get happy, you're going to get mad, but you ain't going to stay the same. <laughs> so because I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit's not an accessory. He's not something that I add to me. He is the third person of the Godhead. And we have to honor and rep because he's the one working in the earth today. Glory to God. Because believe it or not, he's the very substance that I believe. He's what brings this word to pass. He is what brings the thing to life and helping and doing. I tell you, it's awesome. Because he's what brings the supernatural to Christianity. He's what believes. He's showing us the son. Remember, he says, Jesus said, he, he won't show you of it. He's going to speak of what I've told him and he's going to reveal me to you. Amen. God's hand, God's plan, God's purpose. Hallelujah. And my heart has said, he sets you ablaze that you get hungry for the things of God. You know, I know I ask myself, you know, because I've lived through probably two or three different waves of the Holy Ghost over these years and stuff, maybe three or four, actually, uh, uh, more. And when you see this, you say, well, what was the difference? See, because I got on fire for God at 18. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Changed everything. Hallelujah. You know, and when everything was happening... You know, I mean, it was the earth wasn't doing very good. The United States wasn't doing very good and all of the stuff. There was all kinds of inflation, all kinds of, I mean, everything. If you look around and you look at history, you go, how can you have a revival with all this bad stuff going on? And I didn't even know what was going on because I was hungering for God. And in the midst of that, I was working, you know, working and doing and, I mean, working a regular job and doing stuff. But I got hungry for God. What made an 18, 19-year-old kid listen to a 60-year-old man? 60s. And just think, glory to God, I want what he has. I don't want to hear it. I was, you know, hungry and no matter what and go and, and, and go after the things of God. So what well, you were called. Listen, we all called. Let's just settle that, okay? Because you can't, you, if you're born again, if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, guess what? He called you. He called you, okay? You might be called to be a plumber. You might be called to be this person or called to do that. I'm just called to preach. I'm called to do what I call am called to do. But we're all called. We're all Christians, okay? So let's settle that, all right? I used to be, well, you're just different. Yeah, I know I'm different. I totally know that. I do. I'm different in every area. I am. I, don't, I thought everybody was, you know, normal, but everybody else is normal, and I figured out I'm the abnormal woman. That's all right. But I found out that when you get, but then again, I got around some other people that were just like me. They were hungry. 
for the things of God and they were hungry and they wanted, and, and we would do things and we would go to church together. We would fellowship. We were hungry for the things of God. And God molded us and made us and raised us up to declare truths. Amen. And many of them aren't, they're not doing ministry, but they're hungry for God. They're still doing, when I say they're not, they're, they're all Christians. They're still leading people to Jesus because that's what we're called to do. This is what we're called to do. Amen. Because God is transforming you and I into his image, into his likeness. I'm going to read you here. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 16 and 18 says this. He said, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, all right, if you're born again, it's talking about you. Okay. If when nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there's freedom. But we all with an unfailed face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory. Glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, God wants to take you out of your own insecurities. He wants to take you out of your own mess and transform you into his glory. Isn't it amazing that if you'd have been there with Jesus when he's telling the disciples, hey, guess what? You're going to be endued with power. You're going to preach the gospel. I want you to go on all the earth and preach the gospel. I want you to, you know, uh, cast out devils, speak with new tongues, uh, take up serpents. If you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. Lay hands on the sick and you shall recover. But did you know that that's Mark 16, verses 15 through, you know, 18 there, 19, before verse 20, you know, and you go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Jesus, did you read verse 14? Because verse 14 says they didn't believe him. He marveled at their unbelief. He upbraided their unbelief. He, he, he said, what are you guys doing? And if you go down through there, these disciples, three and a half years with Jesus, he's telling them, and at the end, they're saying, oh, well, I just don't believe that. You would have been saying, hey, Jesus, you're telling them to do all this. They don't believe. They don't believe. Jesus said, yeah, but I got a secret. He said, yeah, but they don't believe. And they, they, they're already saying they don't believe. They don't. What happened between Mark 16, 19 and Mark 16, 20? It says, and the Lord working with them, went with them, confirming the word with signs. They went out and preached the gospel and God did supernatural. What happened between Mark 16, 19 and Mark 16, 20? Acts 2, 4. Acts 2 happened. They all got filled with the Holy Ghost and it changed everything. These mealy mouth afraid, sitting in the upper room, not knowing what to do. Glory to God, the power of God fell. Hallelujah, the Holy Ghost came and the fire of God came on and burned themselves out and burned all their junk out and the Holy Spirit came in and anointed them and they got filled and they came out and Peter got up and said, whoa, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He began to speak and he began to preach. He began to declare glory to God. And he was afraid. They were all afraid until what? Till the Holy Spirit. Till they got filled. Hallelujah. Full. Until they came out speaking and sharing and talking. Hallelujah. The See, God knew. He knew they couldn't do anything. He knew they weren't going to be able to do anything. But he knew the Spirit of God was going to come and was going to bring boldness and was going to bring strength. And that's what makes the Holy Spirit so vital, so important for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. I mean, God said something. I wrote down something. I want to, I want to read it to you, and then we'll close on this. You ready? If I can stop. Which I can. We are designed to be dependent upon the grace and the power of God. 
Listen, never think you can do it by yourself. Never think, oh, look how great I am. Look at I'm anointed here. Look at me. That ain't going to happen. Hallelujah. And apart from him, we can do nothing. I mean, if Jesus said in John 15, 5, Jesus said, I can do nothing without the Father. Guess what? If he can't do anything, we're all in trouble. We can't do nothing. Okay? Hallelujah. Our sufficiency is of him. And that's what 2 Corinthians 3, 5 tells us. God put his spirit in us because we need him to comfort us. To guide us. And believe it or not, we need him there to correct us. He's the one that activates his gifts, his power. He's the one that does all of these things. And here's the thing. We need him to do that because it's for his mission, not for ours. Hallelujah. He's the one giving us his spiritual equipment so we can fulfill his spiritual assignment in our lives. Amen. We've been designed to float in the, in the rivers of the Holy Spirit. We've been designed, hallelujah, to let the downpours of, of the Spirit of God to be upon us and to get these things here. And yet we think we got to get perfect before God can do anything. Folks, you need to get rid of that thought process. You need to think, I've got to pray more. I've got to do... We all need to pray more. We all need to read our Bibles more. We all need to do everything more. I mean, I'm convicted every single day of my life that I didn't do enough. Every single day, I never get done with anything I think. I don't ever think I do enough for Jesus. I don't think I ever read my, I don't think I ever do. And I, and I, and I stay close to, I do, you know, because the enemy's on. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that glory to God, I am satisfied being dissatisfied. <laughs> okay? Because I know I get to do it tomorrow. Hallelujah. My job never ends. But here's the thing. I'm not looking in my own strength. These are not things that we think we have to try to earn. We cannot pay for it. We cannot try to earn it. He gave us his spirit. These are the gifts. He gave us his power. He gave us his glory. We need to just start using it. Not based upon who we are. It's based upon who he is and what he's given unto us. We are. We are the church. We are the body of Christ because he did it. Yeah, we're going to have flaws. His disciples had flaws. They had flaws after the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't matter. Glory to God. God doesn't take it back. God's not taking back his gifts. God's not taking back the Holy Spirit. God hallelujah has given them to us and he's saying use it. Believe it. Take hold of it. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Get forgiven. Get straight up. Say God if you can use a donkey you can use me. Come on. The Spirit of God is here. The Holy Spirit's here. Quit trying to earn it. Quit trying to earn it. You can't earn it. He's yours. He's yours. He's ours. Glory to God. His power, His presence. It's ours. We just need to let it go.
church where you see you have stood your ground. You have said, no, no, nothing's stopping me. We're going forth. We're going into the kingdom of heaven. And I say unto thee this day, you've climbed into the holy of holies, that high place with the Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And from this day forward, you'll see, my beloved son, signs and wonders, miracles, creative miracles, Oh, thank you, Father. Yes, 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 yes. 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 But oh, it was not drawn out of you. But I say it to thee, oh, yes. Yes, your congregation will draw it out of those who come. We'll Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. You, guys, you do know we're gonna, we are going to close, I promise. You have divine DNA in you. What I mean by that is that you are derived from the Father himself. And you're not inferior and you're not a counterfeit. Believe it or not, you are the real thing and you're the real deal. And you need to understand that he that is in you is far greater and far superior than he that's in the world. And we use these words divine and supernatural and we don't use them as flippantly or those are church things, no. We use them in what they mean. They are divine, they're holy. They're supernatural, they're beyond the natural, they're supernatural, they succeed or supersede that. Hallelujah. You know, And this is for somebody here. Okay? This, it's losing and the Spirit of God is doing this today. And I don't know how to say it except the way he said it. Is that uh, there's a spirit of newness. And I'm not much into spirits, okay? Things like that. But there's a spirit of newness. What do I mean by that? It's just a newness and a freshness. Some of you it's, and it's more than one, but it's a newness. It's a spirit of newness. I don't, what do you mean by that? It's newness. I mean, you're just going to, I mean, there's just going to be some things. Everything's going to be fresh and new. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, he's going to change you from being ordinary you to having some extraordinary things. And the cool thing is, is that you're going to start thinking differently and you're going to start talking and saying some things differently. And what's going to happen is, is that people around you are going to go, okay, time out. What did you do? What did you do with that? I used to be married to that person, but what happened to that person? It ain't you. Seriously, it's, it's a spirit of newness. And, that, and what I mean is that God's going to change some things in you because what he wants to do is you're a vessel and you're a chosen vessel and there's some assignments there's some assignments
And this is for somebody else. God's going to anoint you as you move and go. He will not anoint you as you sit. I can't make these things up, guys. Now you're picking up. No, I'm just telling you. You got to move. You got to go. God anoints those who are going, not those who are sitting. So don't wait for the anointing because the anointing's in you already. Don't wait for something to say, yeah, but I'm waiting for this to happen. No, you get up and you start and you move in the direction God speaks to your heart and he'll anoint you and there'll be a spirit of newness and a spirit of freshness. Hallelujah. Man, I'm glad I came this morning. (laughs) I'm glad you're watching today. I'm about to go back and listen to this so I know exactly what I said. I'm going to have a good time watching this. I'm really glad we're recording this now. Hopefully nothing happened. We'll be okay. <laughs> Usually when things like this happen, God says, oh, I'm just going to mess everything up. You can't see it again. But we're believing Greg got this handled today. Hey, let's pray. Father, anything else the Holy Spirit wants to do this morning? The wind of the Holy Spirit's blowing. And one thing that he wants to do is he wants to make sure that everybody in this room is born again. That you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. He knew you were coming today. And he knew that this was all going to transpire and take place. I didn't know you were coming today. That this would be the day that you would be here. But the Holy Spirit knew this was going to be your day. And this may be all new to you. This may be different. This may be different preaching. This may be different. It's the Spirit of God moving of what he's done. Hallelujah. But it's all biblical and we can show you in the word of God. You know, as we've shared. But if you're here and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Or you're watching. As you're watching this service. If you're, and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And you want to today. This is your day. This is your hour. I love you. You see, I want to, but I don't know if I want to be as crazy as you folks. That's okay. You don't start out as crazy, but you'll probably get there if you keep hanging around. But, no, God loves you. He cares for you. He just wants you to receive Him just as you are. You don't have to get better. You don't have to do anything. You can't earn it. All you have to do is receive. Receive Him. And if that's you, and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Raise your hand real high so I can see it. You know, because we got almost all those chairs are full, so I might not be able to see it. But if you're here... And this is not about coming to our church. It's not about being a... This is making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you're watching on t, you know, watching through on YouTube or watching on our website or watching on Facebook, hallelujah. Amen. I see that hand. Anybody else? Because, you know, don't be afraid. Your hand is you're acknowledging God. All of us in this room, we've acknowledged God. Amen. I see another hand over here. Praise God. Good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, that's your heart. It's like, hey, I'm going to look again. Like I said, don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, here I am. Man, we all have to just like, here, glory to God. We've all done it. Every person here that's saved has had to come to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Now, I'm going to lead us all in a prayer, and all of you that are watching, we just do this. See, because when you, the Bible says that when we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. It's that simple, it's because, but it's you believing it. 
It's not the prayer. It's you believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. So let's declare this, all of us here and those that are just doing. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe with all of my heart that you sent Jesus to die for me. And so right now, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And I believe with all of my heart that you died for me, that you rose again for me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. I'm going to make heaven and I'm going to miss hell. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.